Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello everyone and welcome back to Straight White Whale. My name is Darren Connell, this is my podcast and we are on episode 59 before we start the podcast with our guest, James Price, Springburn boy, fellow Springburn boy, I would die for you, you cunt. Thank I'd, you, man. I, I would that. hide swords for you, man. <laughs> I might need you soon, bro. That's why he's gone. That's why the career's gone. If you wanted me to drive down to Manchester with a bag full of guns, I would do that for you, <laughs> man. man. I might need you bring them from Manchester, <laughs> bye. That sounds brilliant. That sounds great. Do you want to hear our sponsor? Of course. I'm surprised he still wears, by the way. <laughs> you ain't just lost him. I mean, if you want to see my native, he's Ma- Michael Burns from Lamb Solutions Limited, a very good friend of mine. Michael, this is a call. If you need guns, drove down to Manchester in a van. Me and Darren will both do it. Exactly, and, uh, mate. At a very low price as well. I rent Reduce a flat. Rate. I'd hide a samurai sword for Michael Burns or you, mate. 100%. Um, Why don't you form a team with Michael? Michael can be the driver. Yeah, by the way, I've not, I've not had a good bit of lamb in a long time. Is it lamb? Aye, but it's no... No. Lamb, it? lamb. It's lamb, L-A-M. Like vegan? Oh, lamb Solutions Limited. No. Oh, right. <laughs> He's a tradesman. I can't say vegan. It's an all-round property maintenance <laughs> company. I was completely after the mark with that one. Uh, okay, okay. It's an all-round property <laughs> Sorry, Michael, <man>. maintenance <laughs> company. Nice, nice. So if you're needing work done in your house. Aye, man, I'll buy you one day. Kitchen. Aye. I'm not talking to you. Oh, you sorry, you're looking at me. <laughs> you're looking at me. <laughs> this is like a direct ad read to you. I know, I'm sorry. Continue. It's an all-round property maintenance company, so if you're needing your shower-fitted kitchen done, any laminate flooring, anything like that, Michael Burns is a good guy. He's getting customers through this podcast, mate. So if you're listening to this podcast and use the code Street White Whale or just say, you know, Darn Connell, he'll come to your house and he'll sort you out. Is that cool? Love it. And it's no lamb, it's... Uh... Ah, sorry, sorry, Michael. Fuck. That's cool. Yeah, completely off my mind. You might know Michael Burns, actually. I know the name. Yeah. Where's your face? 
You went to Turnbull High School, didn't you? I did. What age is he? He's f- same age as me, 35. Oh, he's older. He's, 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 I thought you were younger than me. What age are you? 33. Here, by the way, that's very kind. Thank you I, very I, much. Honestly, I, I honestly thought we had a conversation about how you were a couple of years below me and we never met. <laughs> I honestly did, did I? We probably did. I did. I know where we did. Maybe you lied to me. Maybe you told me, I'm 29, bro. You don't. I'm doing it. It's because I drink my milk and take my vitamins. Aye, that's it, bro. I know. I know. I'm late on my B12. Jag, I need to get that sorted. Do you, do you take that because you need to take ah, it? I've got that pernicious anemia or something. I don't know. One of the things. Oh, right. Okay. My body doesn't absorb B12. Apparently. So I just five Red Bulls in my bag. and I don't know if it gets it for that, but there's some in that. I know that. I don't know what helps. <laughs> I, I don't think the five <laughs> no. kids of Red Bull's good. I know, maybe not, man, but it's, uh, there's some B12 in there. I think I, the doctor will recoil in disgust. <laughs> oh, man, I think he does every time he looks at me. Right, so for anybody that's listening to the podcast, James is a fantastic director, a very good lad, writer. Um, we, we've got some, he's an amazing director, writer, producer, right? But we've got something in common because we came from the same place. We did. We went to the same school. We did, which is strange, yeah. Yes. And um, you've been doing very well, mate. Yeah, I, mean, I actually remember one of the techie teachers at Tumblr came his name, man. We guy with white hell heavy sound. Techie? Aye. Uh, Mr. Simpson? Maybe. Lovely we did. No, it was a history teacher, Mr. What's the history? Mr. McKenna. His brother stays in my flat. I don't you know how I'm supposed to know that. I don't know him, I don't know. He, he knows you. He knows you. Uh, but I remember my dad trying to brag about me to him. And like, he just was like so unimpressed. He just went like, guys, you know Darwin Connor? He still comes in at school and he's talks now. <laughs> and like, it was... Uh, Aye, that was awkward as fuck, just, though. I know, he just put me, like, he just brushed me to the side and big jerk, man. I, was, uh, I remember being like, before I met you, I was like, fuck, I couldn't win. <laughs> Taking all the... My old history teacher asked me to go to my school for a talk Aye, and mm-hmm. I went down for a talk, right? And he's like, ah, everybody will love you, man. I went down, mate, and literally cunts were like, who's that? <laughs> it was only him that knew who I was. Like, Robbie Williams just let himself go. <laughs> <laughs> I hear I, I'll still take that. Ro- have you seen him recently, by the way? No, man, it's bad or good? Uh, it's pretty bad. He oh, looks like on. my lesbian granny that stays Wait, no, but that's why we're all going, man. I mean, it's like, come on. He had a good run, though. He had a good run. He did have a good run. Aye, man, he'll be in his 50s. He does Aye, look like Aye, everybody my... forgets that. It's like, they still paging when you just remember, like, rock DJ, you know what I mean? Aye. <laughs> I mean, I've never looked like that, so fuck, I'm going to look like at that point. Well, he looks like my lesbian auntie, and you look like um, <laughs> fucking Tom Hanks and Castaway, mate. <laughs> That's right, God, man. That's going to be a ghost session, you know? <laughs> um, I know, do what we'll, we'll just we'll address the team. Is that what I started with that? Um, no, I last time I was in, I like I've did the uh, I don't even want to say because it, it looks like a cool new space. So I wouldn't say, but I've did a couple of podcasts before this, and uh, people might have noticed. I've played for fans of mine that had teeth in the podcast, and uh, so a lot of them, my front tap teeth are false. We just bad living in my younger years. Um, you, I, I, <laughs> you, you do remind me of my uncle that stays in Penalee, mate. There you go, man. That's, I've got that Penalee vibe, bro. That's, that's what I'm, that's, that's the what last I'm... time, uh, the last time I met James was, uh, we went for a coffee and it was yep. about a year before lockdown. It was. And yeah. you were baby faced and full of life. Beautiful. And yeah, man, they look like a, a grizzled old <laughs> Vietnam vet. And they came up, you know. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks, aye. That's it. Forrest yeah, Gump. Aye. Fucking Gary Sinise and Forrest Gump, aye. So, 
if anybody's wanting to help James get some... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Nee, joke. I'll start Kickstarter at night. If somebody wants to help me get my teeth back, I'd really appreciate it. Uh... <laughs> Darren get free therapy through back on side, man. That yeah, by the way, I need that as well, man. <laughs> Do I know funny? I don't even my, my GP is actually a good GP, so I don't like saying anything. Uh, he's a heavy good dude. But I went in one time looking for, like, asking for therapy, man. Just like, cause, like, I think it was just like, no long after my dad died, and I did a thing where I put on like a brave face and... Uh, so I was like, no, I'm brand new, not that, not that. But they sent me like a, it was like an online therapy. And it literally was like clicking the happy face or clicking the sad face. And I was like, what the fuck is this? I mean, I was like, this is fucking brilliant. I think I'm finished that. Why I talk myself, man? So I just want to shut this laptop. Duh. I recommend therapy, mate. No, I mean, no, I mean, I think it's something that people fucking fave. The North of Glasgow and every side of Glasgow except the West and the South all need it. But, uh, yeah. I know, 100%, mate. Like, uh, definitely, definitely, definitely. By the way, I'd like to note, I don't usually wear black socks or white trainers. That's why actually what he's right now. Why are you so conscious about your look? You look fucking brilliant. You're very teeth, trendy. Bro. I'm just worried about no teeth and all that, man. Mate, I'm sitting with a full track. I smell a hot chocolate on my jacket on the way here, man. I was a whole travesty, bro. It's... Mate, I'm, I'm sitting looking like fucking this is what I should have wore. Tony this is what Soprano. I I, that's, that's a, look, that's a vibe. That's cool as fuck. Okay. I Don't like be it. so self-conscious, man. No, no, sorry. You man. look good. Thank you. Nice beard as well. Cheers. cheers. Come on to fuck. Thank you. I agree, man. Meaty mustache. I like it. Aye, man. Thank you, man. Look, man. I'm, I'm committed. Genuinely, the beard was to take attention away from the teeth. And I don't think it's, I think it's went the opposite way. So a lot of people are just looking at me like, <laughs> do you know I know I'm bad, man? It's like, I used to like, come about a banter with a wee charity workers and that that would stop you. They just look, they avoid me now. <laughs> Like, see, the one just opening the street, they'll just like, fuck that, man. Like, he's not got nothing for this thing, so. Do, do, you need, do you need some money? Aye, <laughs> <laughs> mate, aye. I need a lot, mate, aye. I'm, uh, aye, I'm in a cuck, man, like, cool. No, I, ho- I hope you're all right, mate. I no, I'm on, man, I'm on. I hope you know I was just having a wee joke there. No, um, I'm just saying, bro. I want Mel, I, I demand at least four Mel teeth jokes before it's out, before we're done. Mate, I've got missing teeth as well. I've been on the remnant, haven't I? Well, why? <laughs> have you? Have you got missing teeth? At the back. Oh, right. So, yeah. actually, one of my teeth is near here somewhere. Uh, I took the... I, I, I took Wait, the, repeat that. Sorry. Yeah. So, basically, one, I took one, one crown fell out, and I could have went to the dentist to fix it. And then this wee boy should wish her. Brilliant fellow maker, actually, wee boy. Uh, but he's a wee boy, that's annoying. He's like 22. Amazing brain on him. Um, absolute genius. Writer, director, boy called Ryan Pollock. Sent me a script. Now I get sent scripts a lot and very rarely do I read them, man. I must admit I'm like lazy. But this wee boy came in with a smart angle. He says, I, want, I saw you acting in your own music video. I want you acting in my film. Mm-hmm. So he appealed to my ego. I was like, he's coming to me as an actor and not a, like a script writer or a filmmaker. And uh, the character was like a wee fucking raging psychopath. So luckily that week my crown fell out and I was like, I texted him, I was like, my crown fell out. I was like, do you want me to get a fix or do you want me to keep it out for you? He's like, bro, please keep it out. Please keep it out. And uh, I did the film when he crowned in. And then I got shipped up to Dundee to make this BBC thing. A week, like a week earlier than I expected. And I didn't have time to get it fixed. And then way a lot better, another crown fell out because I must be grinding my teeth in my sleep. And then I'm just, you know, so I literally am directing actors. Beautiful actors. Beautiful. Like literally at one point I'm directing a hundred actors in a fucking night, like a gig scene. And uh I'm talking specifically one of the main uh, female actors in it, and no joke, my teeth just falls out my head, and I didn't even address it at this point. I just bent down, bit, picked up, and just put it in my pocket, and then kept directing. <laughs> I was like, that's how bad it's got. <laughs> and, then, and then I came back, and then just had a bunch of letters waiting on me saying, you're a dentist, 40 quid, and I was like, oh, fuck off, man. 
Aye. You're going to Google yourself one day and there'll be like, there'll be a story for an actor where they're like, what's the most crazy director you've ever been? <laughs> this cunt up and done these <laughs> fucking teeth for fun, man. Aye. Oh, man, that's the, that's the, that's the, oh, man, that's only the beginning of the stories that I've done D and Dog days, man. That's the, that was a mad one. I must say, mate, you've got an impressive CV of work. Oh, I appreciate that, bro. Thank you so much. Well, let's see how people react to dog days, man. I'm, that's, I'm, that's one of the reasons this year's been. I'm just crippled with absolute fear. That, mm-hmm. how, just, just spend all your time on how are people going to react to this. Yeah. I mean, I like it. I'm trying to adopt that whole Rick Rubin vibe where it's like, make it for you, fuck everybody else. You like it. Then mm-hmm. be happy with it. And I mean, move on. You're aware of James, aren't you, Paul? Was James? Yeah, we've met a couple of times. Yeah, yeah. Aye. James has been in the studio. Yeah, yeah, Aye, a couple of times. Yeah. Once we Gary, Gary and then uh, Gary uh, two beef Gary's no. Um, yeah. and Gary McLeod. Yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. with Paul Morris and a couple Aye. other. That's right. That's right. That was before the Glasgow Film Festival last year, and I didn't expect this to. I didn't expect of my own proper big thing in the Glasgow Film Festival this year. So it's pretty exciting mm-hmm. in fact guys i'm really wanting today what paul morris did with angry angry young men and uh he sold out gft rapid and got multiple screenings of his thing so anybody who watches this podcast go on the glasgow film festival website buy tickets for dog days it's pay what you want you can put in a pound and buy a ticket and uh create such a high demand that they move us to cinema two which is a smaller screen to cinema one wait when is it march out? 5th at half three Dog days. Yep. March fifth, half three. Yep. What day yep. of the week's up? Oh, I have no idea. Because me and Don will come. Yes. Nice bell, man. I want, I want, I want celebrity friends. I'm gonna come and come and support me. Celebrity Celebrities. friends. I want to be <laughs> in your fucking film, mate. Never mind. <laughs> Zeth list. Fifth of March is a Sunday. Aye, we'll be that. Right. Probably right. Okay. Probably right. I'm but, gonna put that on my calendar. Right but now. basically, last year we were meant to be in screen one, which is a big screen. Where I think I did cult skin. I did like two episodes. Of it. it was a BBC Four show, and they stuck them all together on screen at the film festival. And we were meant to be in the massive screen, and they moved us for that screen to another screen because the other films sold more tickets. My pal Martin Robertson's amazing film called Ride the Wave, which is great. Actually, this, the Dog Days has the same musical composer, so it's uh, probably um, pretty cool. But um, Scott Twainham, amazing composer. But uh, Aye, so anybody, I want, to, I want to steal screen one or whoever's in it, we're in it, I've no checked. I'm sure it's we'll a great be film. there. I'll be there, mate. Yeah, but I want all your listeners to be there, like every one of them, show up. <laughs> yes, we'll do, <laughs> we'll do an ad for the podcast. Aye, start phoning. Because phone will, will you be there? Oh, of course, man. I need to do a Q&A and all that. Nonsense. So the, there'll be a Q&A yep. with your film? Me and the cast, everybody will be there. It'll be yep. Is this the film that you sent me? As that so I what you got was the film cut. So we had to we cut a version that's for the festivals and for telly, mm-hmm. which is completely different from the version that's going to go in BBC iPlayer, which is six episodes, and sixteen minutes, maybe eighteen minutes longer. Mm-hmm. So the essentially the version going on iPlayer is the director's cut, where it's like well, or the uncut and extended at least. Because I've kind of fell in love with the shorter cut a wee bit, so it's um, so it's been really interesting. But we made the two completely different experiences. I've always said that. Uh, when did you make it? Last summer, so yeah, we shot it last summer. Yeah, two uh, ten days for uh, the weekend. Uh. Awesome, mate. I'm looking. I've got my because when you sent me it, you sent me it at midnight, so I watched half of it and yeah. it was brilliant. Oh, thank and you, I watched yeah. the rest of it when yeah, me and my editor have just been absolutely racking our hey, Mark Fraser, amazing editor. He's my, my main dude, man, my film, my maker. We've been just sending it to everybody and just, just try to get opinions and just look, just wondering about what's working and what's not do you still live in springburn i <laughs> i yeah i've not escaped anywhere bro i'm still there i'm still in there better the double you know but you know do you ever remember me in school do you remember me do you know 
I seen a photo on Facebook when I was younger. Aye, aye. And I do remember your face, mate. But I don't. I know. I, I used to. I used to really hate this when people said this, man. But when I look at old photos, it must have makes sense. I looked like Randall for recess. Like <laughs> a spin image. I don't remember taking the half. Like I had the Randall for recess. Fucking hell! It's weird seeing you were here. I know. By the way, I never knew I had hair. So I remember being in Milano's barbers, getting my haircut. Sixteen years old. I used to kind of look like that. Uh, I was. I just said I'm going to do something different. My pal Sider was sitting behind me. The barber did something different, and the, he turned me in the chair. And Sider just bust it, and she laughed all and pointed at me. And I was like, "Mate, just take it off, take it off." And they, like, so I got a, he gave me a skinhead, and then I got a girlfriend for the first time after that. So I thought, "I'm just going to stick with the skinhead." So I didn't know until last year that I actually had hair when I let it grow. I just assumed I was baldy, and then I was, so I was like, "It was a real surprise." I was, I was all, I, I don't know if I like it yet, you don't know. I, the reverse of hair hiding. Aye. Aye. People hide their baldness Aye. with their oh, hair. Definitely. You did the opposite, you're shaving your hair off. I know, and by the way, man, I kind of, I kind of miss the skinny look a wee bit. I think I feel like it gave me an edge. It kind of gave me a wee, I don't know. Talk my haircuts, man. Like that. Thank Aye, you. They look better. See, this is what I'm being doing now, is a bit of this, man. Just kind of like high top fade and all that. I like saying that because I remember it being in a kid and play song when I was a wee guy. I'm like, he's a high top fade. I tell you who else is like that, Mark Dallas for ICW. Yeah, I man. thought he was completely bald and I seen a video. I I know him, right? I do know him. But he posted a video the other day and it was with his hair. And I messaged him like that, mate, you look fucking mental with hair. Is he got hair? Aye. He's like, oh, I don't know if I said it. And I was like... So Mark Dallas actually finishes, I realised I didn't finish the story, the teeth story. All oh, right, okay. So at New Year's... I decided to make, uh, I just love making stuff. I, I, I can't sit about waiting for permission or budgets or funding. I can't do it. It drives me insane. No language makes me feel alive. I make these many type of joy is making stuff. So I wrote a really insane, it could have been dangerous. It was a really insane short film where I'd kind of been playing a version of myself. And it was, uh, this is actually good. Maybe talking about it so that people are pre-warned in case I did it. Uh, and the whole thing is going to be shot in portrait mode on my phone completely. And then released on Instagram as if it was actually happening in real life. And it kind of involves me grieving my dad, having a bit of meltdown, and then kind of going on a rampage for the city. It was kind of like falling down, only shot through a phone. And Genius, then, man. I, I, I know it will work. Would the police maybe be phoned on me a few times and people fucking panic and have a few aunties really worried, maybe. But I know it would work. But uh, that was, that was the, 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 the main gag for it was going to be I'd, I'd marked Dallas acting for me, and uh, he was going to punch me at one point. I'm getting away the fucking story of the script, but I think it's going to change anyway. I've kind of I've kind of realised it's going to be something bigger, which I'll probably try and pull you in if you're up for it. <laughs> uh, Aye. So one of the gags was I get punched, and then cameras off, cameras on, and then the camera's back on, my two teeth are missing. Because I'm taking the crowns, I've been keeping them with temporary glue. And uh, and then after we shot all our scenes, I met one of the other actors and went for a few drinks, Olivia. And she, I mean, met her director pal she was with and got steaming. And uh, I just remember walking home and uh, I woke up with only one of my crowns. And then for the next three days at New Year's, this is like the day, this is the day before New Year's Eve. Me and my pal were just retracing the steps in seventh heaven and he's in nice and he's just trying to find my crown on the pavement. And it's amazing how much stuff on a pavement looks like teeth. 
until you pick it up. <laughs> you have no idea. You have no idea. And it's, it's on, on the way here, I was considering like, it could still be somewhere, man. I'm still like, I still want to hope I could find still it. Still looking for it. Nah, aye, man. Aye. Maybe we'll get you a GoFundMe page. I know, I know. For the fans. <laughs> she would, she would <laughs> or get them gold, gold teeth. I know, I might. I was thinking about that. I know, somebody said me get a grill, and I was like, I think you need a teeth for grills. <laughs> I think that's what holds a grill in. <laughs> that's not going to work. <laughs> you half a grill. Uh, imagine if you were getting the bus up the road and you found, like, the tooth. I know. Oh, it'd be amazing. The dream, man. It's like, yeah. I don't know, the dream. <laughs> it's, like, it's a wonderful life, man. That's the kind of, that's what it's just been so far, man. I've lived it's like, it's a wonderful life, only a lot of bleaker. It's <laughs> sad, <laughs> And it's not that wonderful. But, uh, Aye, that's a class idea, man. It's like War of the Worlds or some shit, man. Like the fucking mad radio show. I know, I think people, I know. So that was a danger. Wait, so I would, I would probably would have put up a warning before it. Like I'm saying, look, this isn't real. Please don't fucking phone the police. Because <laughs> uh, it did involve some intense, like, it, like I wrote the character as me. Like, that was what was really dangerous about it. Is, uh, and then I would, like, I was even going to use my real name, but I ended up calling the character Jimmy just to separate it slightly. <laughs> and uh, it would have been a real risky move. But also, I feel like this, the project is is a can of shake, and I'm I'm really obsessed with doing it. And uh, the gimmick way that, that's annoying that I miss. So basically, this is the, thing, the reason it didn't get finished. Man, it was, was going to be a quick short film, short in like minute chunks for the Instagram story, and then initially then took to festivals after it. Uh, the reason I didn't finish it was I woke up on New Year's Eve in the teeth, and the whole thing relied on ending being shot in real time at the New Year's with the bells. And I woke up New Year's Eve with Native just sad and depressed and just lay on my couch and just slept. Rain was slept away in the 23. <laughs> Cold up my body, just nearly in tears. <laughs> just, it was sad. <laughs> just really high. So um, I'm still going to do the film. I'm still 100%. Actually, I think it's going to be a blessing in disguise because when I watched the footage back and showed it to people, showed it to a lot of filmmaker files and stuff, it kind of got a resounding reaction that I wanted where it's, it's really uncomfortable. Yeah. And that's what I wanted. And um, even to people who didn't know me, it was uncomfortable. They think it's real, <laughs> which is it's, it's fascinating. And I, I know it'll get a reaction. I know it'll work really well. And I know um, I know some festivals will dig it and it'll, it'll be able to play big screens, which will be weird. I mean, a film shot in portrait mode playing a big screen. It was called Portrait, by the way. But it's, uh, I, I'm, I'm still going to do it, but I think there's a chance I might turn it into a much bigger project than what I'd initially thought. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing that, mate. Yeah, man, I'll get you in there, man. If you're up for it, man, if you're up for some madness, it's... Uh, yeah. Yeah. It kind of involved... Like, it just, what I realised with it is the, the short film version that I'd written, man, and what, what we were going to shoot in the two days, it works as a short film, but um, there's just real potential to take in, like, a Dante's Inferno territory where just everything just keeps getting more chaotic and more chaotic and more chaotic to the point where it just becomes, like, I mean, people click on it's no real because it'll be like, this is too entertaining, this is insane. And uh, yeah, there's fun to be had with it that I realised. Well, anytime you film something, mate, and you need help with promotion, uh, Paul and myself are always here to. Oh, appreciate that. No, thank you so you. much, man. No, band, honestly, man, no, I, no, both as well. Well, I did that so much, man. I really appreciate it. No, thank yeah. You. Thank you and if there's a fee involved, you can just keep my fee and. By deep, no, I'll be uh, alright, man. I'll be alright. It's like, honest, man, it's, it's made a bit of money management with me here and then. It's no, uh, like, I'm not as poor as I look. Right now, I'm all right now. By the way, that go for me, might go live right So, right now, I'm up here. But, uh, do you know, my ma has had the same set of false teeth for about 20 years? Same, man, same. Do you know, my ma, I think my first date with my dad when they went back to her, so first teeth, a false teeth cracked into Fuck me, she's gonna hate me for saying this. A <laughs> <laughs> false teeth cracked into and she ran to the toilet when they come out. And my dad made her come out, and that's when he found out she had false teeth. 
No way. Nej, men altså, der er så få, især man, der er så få, at en der boys night der er på min madame mamma, and she does look a bit like me, don't make it. Nu er she sits them. Have you ever seen, you ever seen your mom wear false teeth out? Aye. It's weird how they look like the fucking predator. <laughs> the whole face just collapses. I know, that's my biggest fear, by the way. I, so if I do start go for me, it's just I don't want to look like that, man. I want the crowns. <laughs> I don't want the fucking, the mad thing that just the whole face caves in on itself. <laughs> it's crazy how much, like, you'll know this for, like, missing teeth now, but it's crazy how much it changes you, man. Like, who oh, 100%, was, aye. One of the guys for Jackass, I was watching a Steve-O fucking thing on YouTube and they were yep. showing you a little before and after and the guy got a full set of veneers. He looks like a different person, man. I know, it's like, amazing. It's amazing. 100%. I know, I remember being so chuffed when I got these done, man. Like, the, when I'm mellow, 20s i was so happy man i like i mean it was like i just a boost of confidence it's yeah. amazing yeah but we, paul you were saying <clears> that <throat> did the guy have no teeth and no he'd like multiple Bad. missing teeth uh, and like his teeth were like fucking tombstones all the other place and um he got a full set of veneers done and it mate, i mean it's like it wasn't like pure turkey teeth he didn't have the big glass <laughs> Like Rylan, pure smiling. No, I know, like, I know. Oh, I've got a few drug dealer pals that show up on Instagram with him, and I'm like, fucking hell, man. <laughs> Blinding. <laughs> What's my eyes? But do you know, I think we are like my dad, right? So I'm going to assume that my dad and like your mom and your mom is the same generation of people. I mean, I'm 40, I'm a bit older than you, but my dad had no teeth for like the second I was born. Do you know, I think like, <laughs> we're doing all right. I I've got half a fucking thing with teeth. Uh, 100%. I've only got a missing tooth because I went I went into a dentist one day with with toothache and it wasn't even my dentist and I was like, ah, mate, Just please help me. And he was like, right, you can get root canal uh-huh. or rip it out. And I was in so much pain. I said, rip, rip it, it out. out. And I regret it. I'm the same. No, I must admit, I've said that. I feel like I, 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 I watched a, I wasn't even, I didn't even watch a documentary. I was about to say I watched a documentary. I was about to lie. I, I listened to the dad for Portergeist on a <laughs> podcast. I listened to the, the guy, Craig T. Nelson. Uh, the guy who played the dad on Portergeist, he's on Dak Shepard's podcast, kind of what it's called. And uh, he told a whole mad conspiracy theory about how root canals cause dementia. And I was like, fuck, I've had one of them, man. So maybe if I just don't get any medicine, I won't get dementia. So I'm terrified of root canals now, and it's probably just some bullshit documentary an old man watched and spread on a podcast. Aye, man, I've heard somebody said to me that they're controlling your mind and callousing your... <laughs> Your your brain with fluoride and your toothpaste, and I was like, but I don't swallow the toothpaste. No, but no, I don't want to go full wing me, man. But it is, you know, fluoride is it does as a kind of calming agent. It was used in World War Two. It's documented. Your your gums absorb it, but ah. I'm still going to keep brushing my two teeth. You know, what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to get up now. I had a drug dealer in my street that said black felons gave you dementia. By the way, look, man, this is another thing I'm, man, I'm with the conspiracy theorists. Mercury isn't good for you. <laughs> you shouldn't have mercury in your head, probably. You know what I mean? Well, that's what I did that during lockdown when yeah. you get the self-employed grant. By the way, I did it before I even had money. Got all your fillings replaced. Exact yeah. same. Exact same. Yeah. Yep. Everybody else was buying mental. a house and I was like, <laughs> nah, I'm getting white fillings. I'm getting white fillings. Because I don't want to die of dementia. Buying gluten feed. Even though I'm 35. <laughs> I know. Right, let's talk about fillings. That's right, bro. Let's do it. We talk about films on this podcast quite. Aye, quite man, a lot. I, I, will, I enjoy this podcast, man. I'm a big fan. This is, yeah. uh, this is I, I really think it's. Really you listen to it? Aye, man. He's doing okay. great work. That's what I was saying when I came in. I don't want to give away the. I don't want to give away the, the magic, man, but in my head, you're sitting at like a massive, like fancy marble desk when I watch this. And it's just, it's in reality, it's just a cool, kind of nice, relaxed setting. Of, you know what I mean? It's in my. A wee desk. 
Basically, aye. the illusion is is that this place is fucking. It looks say massive. This to me yeah, all the it's time, so true. Man. It's so true. Like, aye. like this is one of the, the best setups I've seen. Look, look wise for a podcast. Like, when it's coming from Scotland, hands down. Oh, thank you very yeah. much. What were you saying, there, Paul? Beautiful one. I get people that come in all the time, and they're like, is, "No, this isn't it, is it?" Aye. I'm like, "Hi." They're like, "Man, see, I see this on TikTok. Whatever, it looks fucking huge, but actually, places a bit of a shithole. So, no, it's not. It's nice. I fucking love them. I love it. What's your DVDs you got there, by the way? Spring of the movies. I'm curious. I see Gravers so, Wild Dogs. I see the Kill Bills. Well, I've got a full signed Tarantino collection. Oh, nice. So I met him. Oh. Um, I worked in Virgin Megastore for Has that been told in the podcast before? Let's talk about it. Yeah, we we'll talk about it. Um, I worked in Virgin Megastore for four years. See the one in Buchanan Street? Aye. The big massive one where every country used to come into town. Aye, I worked in there. And so I met some people because people would come and do personal appearances. Yep, yep. PAs. I met Cypress Hill in there. Right, yeah, so yeah. I I've got a couple of funny stories, but I love it. Tarantino did his uh, his PA and he fucking smelled like a fucking hobo's cock, mate. It was disgusting. It stains <laughs> doing his doing his Wu Tang Clan t shirt. Smash got to five years later, Don Tommy me. That's a, that's a description of me right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, mate, no, like he Aye. stank the fucking place out. Aye. And then I seen him on Jonathan Ross, so that was like the Monday, and Jonathan Ross came out on the Friday. And, and that must have been pre-shot? But they, no, they filmed no. it on the Wednesday. Right. Two days later, as well, in the same place. Oh, so fucking he, hell. He went Jesus. in and he stank Aye. up. But, um... Come on, man. Don't be bad moving Tarantino, man. QT, bro, I love you, mate. Look at him. He seems like a nice guy, but um, one of my mates went up to him and asked him a question and he basically went, fuck off and lands on that. I'll tell you something, man. Was, I watched a podcast he was on recently and it really... He did something that kind of annoyed me. He was on, um... Two Bells, One Cave, the Bert Kreischer and Tom Segura podcast. podcast it's a great podcast. It. And uh, at the end, Tom Segura asked him, is there any movies that came out recently you enjoyed? And he's kind of very, kind of like, I don't know, kind of in an angry, like, it came like, this it felt quite angered. They said, I'm not here to cheerlead anybody. Yeah. Um, and I was a bit like, that would mean a lot to a filmmaker that if you respect, if you'd liked a film, you know what I mean? So it's like, I just don't see, I just don't see what the, the bad side of that would be. And uh, I thought it was a small like Tarantino complaint. Yeah, get back a bit, but not. Get back a bit, man. Met a few people, a couple of assholes, but one of the stories is uh, Marty Pello. Amazing. So wet, wet, wet. Aye, me and him are going to have the same, same, same trajectory. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I'm like, at this point, I've got held down to my back and like, I've got Black Sabbath tattoos and all that, so I'm no one to fucking wet, wet, wet. Right? Wait, and wait, wait, wait. and uh, we're closing the shop. And by the way, he was doing gear in the toilets and all that. <laughs> Fuck him. See if he wants to try and sue me. You want to square go, Marty? <laughs> no, um, Coke. Aye, he was doing Aye. gear in the toilets. And um, hopefully, so, jagging up in Virgin Megastore. <laughs> but it was me, a guy that worked with me, Marty Pello, his manager, and the guy that played bass and wet, wet, wet. And we oh, were right. in the lift. So the like, place is shutting. And um, he's Marty Pello's about fucking five foot the height of shite. And I'm Aye. six five. So obviously he's pure, I'm going to take the big man down a peg or two. This happens, Aye, this right. happens to me, mate. Ah, I can imagine that. No idea. I get the opposite thing, man. It's weird. Thank people just assume I'm a wee psycho when that's interesting. Let him finish him. Sorry, I no, it's all right. No, it's all right. No, I, I, like, I like the input. Um, I'm really curious. And uh, he, went, he went, big man. So I've got a fucking, I've just got a poker face, mate. I don't smile. You know yep, what I mean? Yep, yep. He was like, big man, cheer up. It will never happen. And I was like, well, it's already fucking happened. I've had to listen to push music all afternoon. Oh, amazing. And the fucking manager and the bass player and the what guy that- What does that mean, though? 
cheer up at another heart. Aye, what's he mean about that? It's been a dick, like, That's it's a dick. That's weird comment. And uh, his manager, his bass player, and the guy that worked with me for Jamega still burst out laughing and he was not fucking happy, mate. And I just stood and stared at him, going down three, three flares, just nice. stared right through his fucking head. And just thought, I will fucking break you, you cunt. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we got in the lift and we, we left and that was it. But I heard uh, my PA stories for Virgin. Was he full of gear when he said that to you? He must have been, mate. He was like doing that mad on the spot. <laughs> Backwards and forwards on the spot. See that big man, it'll never happen. I was like, oh, fucking, it'll happen to yeah, you. Yeah, man, they had some bangers, man. <laughs> Come on. Marty, if you didn't know if I would request a tune if you're... People like I had nothing to do with that statement. <laughs> I've actually got a Marty Pellow story that isn't mine, kinda. Uh, some of my dad's side of the family are Jehovah Witnesses. Uh, From your dad's side? Aye. Okay. And uh, we'll get, staying, we'll, let's get back to that. They'll stay in Colston, funny enough, kind of, I don't stay nearby. Um, good people, great people, by the way. Like, I feel like, I don't know, I feel bad throwing it in. It just it makes the, the story funnier. But I think, and that's just basically my dad, so they might hear this and be like, that didn't happen. But uh, they, they moved into Spears War for a while. And Marty Pello was staying at the time, invited him up for a party. And it's like quite a, you know, quite a wholesome couple. No, I mean, a Jehovah Witness couple. And they went up to this party and party just pure hedonism. And, you know, just, uh, I imagine gear and other things were just taking place at Ordinum. And they were just horrified. <laughs> and just think they moved to East Wales War probably because of it. <laughs> what year was this? It must have been in the 90s, because I remember it's the oh, only time I've been in Spearsworth. I'm obsessed with Spearsworth, man. Because it's close enough to Springburn, but it's like, you're still in danger territory in Poso. But, it just looks like in Bruges, man. It's just beautiful. It's week. beautiful. Yeah. It's got a private pool. It's it got a private 100%. gym. 100%. I know. That's what I remember, man. I remember being like, I didn't, I don't come in the pool, but I remember walking past it. Like, this is fucking insane. Spears Wars for like, see the people that own the flats in there? Like, I met a guy once he owns Slouch. Another pub slouch yeah. um, when it was called Elliot's. Now, I think he still owns a building, but he's not allowed. Like, he was. Yeah, he fucked it like mm -hmm. but anyway his name's douglas and he used to walk about in like full fucking trench coat like matrix mm -hmm. and we went back to his flat after the cat house and he's lived in one of the penthouses in spears wharf and he just had a room full of stuff and he was like see if there's anything that you like in there just take it and it was like guitars bases like audio equipment film equipment so the guy was just one of these people that just bought shit oh i'm going to be a photographer and went and bought that three grand camera and then threw it into his fucking room of stuff but I was just pure eccentric as fuck. Like, if there's anything that you like in that room, just take it. One of my mates took a banjo. That's Bam. amazing. Can we make a GoFundMe just to like make me that guy? That sounds glass. Have you aye. seen the castle down in Springburn? Have you ever been there? I man, you would have always decided in that. Would they? Would they, uh, two twins? What they called? Fuck. I need. Oh, man, sorry, boys. I forgot your names. Uh, aye, I knew. I think a couple of people stayed in it. Aye, yeah. Because it was up for sale like aye, two years. It's like it's always from the Glasgow Live because it's quite cheap. Two years before lockdown, I think it was 60, 70 grand, maybe. That's all right. My ex bird says she went to view it and she was like, it was scary. She's like, people have definitely died in there. Ah, it's because you have bad vibes, man. I, the Bulgari Tower, they call it, which I find interesting. Yeah. Because uh, I don't know, maybe I'm doomed to fucking stay in that thing. Just never leave Springbone, just have the castle, man. Just be the king of the castle. Aye. Aye. That's where it ends. Spy and be like, I'm the king of Springbone. Yeah, nah, that's it. That's me done. See when you're you're talking, we'll get back to the movies, right? Because we get sidetracked with my Tarantino. That's story. still movie. Sorry. That's movie related. Sorry, um, no, don't be daft. How much? This might be, and I can cut this. So thirty three, thirty seven. How much does trying to make like I deal with a lot of creatives, done encoded, and mate, it, it seems to be that the fucking finances it really impact people. 
Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And like really impact people's mental health ability to actually go and fucking pursue their dream and stuff. Like definitely, man. Do you, you like, find that? Like, I man, like I'll be honest. Like recently, I've learned like I've learned the hardest way possible. I'm going to do it too. But um, you know, it's like like I come from nothing. Like like I, I spent like I spent the I had really bad Crohn's disease. So I nearly the perforated bowel. I nearly died. It was all fucked up. So I was like, uh, but it happened on my 18th birthday. So my 18th birthday to like fucking 25, I was like a mess, man. And uh, I, but that, in a weird way, it gave me a superpower. It gave me a lot of time to write and stuff. But I live my whole life like just doing fucking benefits and you know what I mean, just getting by like that. So when this making short films, which was kind of a hobby, like I mean, turned into a career, 2021, like the blue. It was suddenly it was like a windfall of fucking cash and half of me, just out of the blue, you know what I mean? And I really do think there should be a duty of care towards, like, you know, people in the creative industries that are from like, working class backgrounds because, it's, you know, it's like, it's free stuff I'm in. I mean, it's the, um, when you've never had money before, you don't really take it serious. You think, this is never going to happen again. So I'm going to blow every fucking penny mm. <laughs> as fast as I can and uh, enjoy it. And uh, that's no smart. Uh, I... But I managed, and then and then you know it's like four months with no money, and then a month with money, and it's I just, I don't know. It's, it's, it's Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry, and some well less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs. United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H E L P. It's a tricky one, man. You know what I mean? There's nothing else I want to do, but it's the system does seem a bit flawed. And I don't know if it's a Scotland thing or just creative industries in general. But, um, Aye, I'm not sure. How do you feel about it, Don? What would be your thoughts? I mean, I'm, I'm, we are similar, mate. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm not going to name my street, but I, I literally live where I lived. I lived 200 metres for your flat. I know. I remember one night when me and my dad were chilling and you said you saw a UFO above the flat. Me and my dad were like freaking the fuck out, looking for the UFO. Do you ever <laughs> remember as a joke, I tweeted you and I says, I filmed this on my mobile phone. I said, turn turn off and on your your living room light and i was doing it with my bedroom light and i filmed it so that's I my could, kitchen light with it i eye. could film his window flashing mm-hmm. uh i totally lost my train of thought there what was i talking about i like I, money I, I, Mate, I was a trolley boy i left tumble 100%. i go up, I, know, I, yeah. I go up one day left school went and worked in Safeway, yep. then I worked in asda eight years as a trolley boy mate yep. see some of my wage packets it was like a hundred pound a month. That was my life. Aye. So, uh, you know, to go into all of a sudden, sometimes you're doing a gig and you're getting a hundred and fifty quid a gig. You're like, what the fuck is this, man? Aye, no, definitely. Uh, but and then Scott Squad and Pantle. Hundred percent. It's just having money dropped on you, mm-hmm. and it's hard to 
you know, no, just be like, I don't know, just. But I'm sober now. It I know, I was I, I was soberish when uh, the money first kicked in with me. Like, yeah. I came, I, and so it's like, but that does help 100%. But, um, well, the first time I get paid for Scott Squad, I was at my mate Stag Do in Amsterdam. Aye. That was my first ever wage aye, for the BBC. I was at a Stag Do. That's not good. Like, literally, this is how skin I was, right? My mate was getting married, and I was like, mate, I work in Asda, I'm fucked. I don't know if I can afford it. The BBC was supposed to pay me last week and I've not been paid yet. He's like, ah, do you know what, mate? Just come. He's like, we'll sub your pints. Left in the Thursday, got paid in the Friday in Amsterdam, <laughs> straight into a corner shop. Mushrooms, please. <laughs> <laughs> so, I I know what you mean, mate. No, similar to that team, man, we talk about your mate there. Like, like this year's been, the start of this year's been quite rough for me, man. Like, just, um, I just have a lot of debt. I mean, a lot is just doing it. I mean, a lot is just, what did the guys fucking chance of the human error? A lot is just did the human error on my part. So I can't really blame anybody. I mean, just for being an idiot too. But, um, pal, man, like, pal, it's, I mean, it's no pay money. I mean, fucking give me a lump sum to put towards my debts. And, uh, I mean, that's the type of shit you don't forget. And I mean, and you, I think that's no coming for anybody in the creative industries. You know what I mean? Any name I've got my back. You know, but um, but I mean, look, like, I don't know. It's it's a tricky one. That's I don't know what can be done to fix it. But I mean, I think if we were salaried or something, it probably would help. If there was some sort of thing you could do, or it's no just coming like every fourth month and suddenly you're fucking rich. You know what I mean, in, like a few weeks, it's. But uh, it's a tricky one, man. You know, look, I mean, I even have a shooting. I don't think I'm telling stories at school, right? but uh, I'm shooting dog days and one of the actors and Brian McCarthy, man. He was talking about, like, I think when he came back from America and he'd done Speed 2 and Rob Roy and Ghost in the Darkness and all these fucking general Hollywood masterpieces and he had to get like a job in a call centre and I mean, and it's like, I don't know, man. I just don't know what can be done. It's, uh, aye, it's a weird one. It's a tricky one. And I don't know if it is a specific to Scotland and just no enough happening here or if it's just all the UK. Yeah. You know, I'm not talking to you directly, but like if people are in a problem with money and debt and stuff, it can always be fixed. I know, Barry, so I'm, I've just learned that recently as well. We've got a friend, shout out to my friend uh, Callum, who's helped me out, man, being an absolute angel. And uh, my friend Doddy, who was the, I don't know if his full name can make bad, but my pal Doddy, people know who he is. Uh, I came through a lump sum of money from him, man, and I mean, it's the stuff you don't forget, but they, but my friend Cam has helped me for the, just, you know, logistical side, I've learned, oh fuck, there is ways to fix these problems that have been hanging around my head for fucking, you know, years that you just don't yeah. think about. And there either is, there's people, there definitely is people that help me. I'm kind yeah. of, I'll be meeting them soon, probably. <laughs> oh, here, that was uh, the same, mate. See, when I was going self-employed, uh, which is, I've been self-employed for years now, but there was a couple of years that I was scared about doing all that. Aye. And I genuinely thought I was going to get the jail. I was like, I'm going to get sent to prison or tax evasion and all that. Went and talked to an accountant. He looked at my records and he burst out laughing. I was like, am I not getting the jail? And he's like, right, you need to earn money to get the jail. <laughs> That's what I do. So basically, basically, basically the exact same thing it just happened to me. Where I was like, I'm Al Capone, man. I'm just, this is it. <laughs> the boss are closing in. This is it. And then I realized, and then somebody looked at my shit as well. And they were like, 
You're all right. Yeah, he's like, you're an embarrassment to the tax man. It's like, Mate, you, you're like, it's like, do you know, it'll cost him more money to look into you <laughs> than he would ever get back. Uh, which is, I mean, kind of disheartening as well. Yeah. Because it's because on paper it looks great. I mean, I'm, I'm making stuff. <laughs> I mean, but it's, uh, he it's, was literally cackling at me, mate. Same, like no, crying. exact same man, exact same. I had the exact same problem. I had somebody look through my bank statements and they literally were like, "Wait, you don't." This <laughs> comes back to the same problem that you're talking about, though. Like, and this we, is no being taught. This is the thing. This aye, is what I'm talking. This, this, this is this is quite important to me, man, and something I'm really passionate about. Once I get my own shit in order, um, one of the things I really want to do one day is go into the areas that we grew up in. You know I mean, Oidum or Glasgow, and. Uh, and show young people there that these industries are available to you. Because I don't know if you felt this way growing up, but like, it felt like it was for the other people. It didn't feel like it was for us. You know what I mean? It didn't feel like that was something that we could attain, um, was breaking into the BBC or any of that. No. You know what I mean? And, and then also, with that, I think you could teach them. You know what I mean? Like, if you do make money, this is what you need to do. Don't be scared. You know what I mean? Like you were. Like, same exact same problem as you, man. Like, uh, I mean, it's a terrifying, daunting thing when you've never been taught it. And your family don't know anything about it, and there's nobody to talk to. You're, you're all alone. I mean, and it, it can fucking drive you insane. So I like that's something I'm really passionate about. Is like we're getting to a point when I'm I can, I know, give back to the young ones that are coming up, and and but I, I just want to kick down the doors of this fucking industry and bring all the young ones with me, man. Let them see that you can do this as well. It's easy. It's no. I mean, it's no hard. It's the. It's fun. I mean, it is hard. It is, it's just, it's difficult at times, but. If you're passionate enough and you've got, aye, and you've got enough fire in you, man, man, you can do it. Yeah. Good, mate. Well, now you'll be in it, man. You'll be involved in that as well. <laughs> you'll be helping me. You'll be you'll run some workshops. Like I said, aye. mate, anytime you need help, I'm here. I appreciate it. With anything, with, uh, if you want me to be in one of your projects or helping out with community, I'll always do it. I appreciate it. Now um, we talk about movies. I'll be back. Right, so, aye, so where were we? Where were we with Tarantino. Where we started it. Let's move for him. Move on for him. I think we spoke enough. We've come. I know. Is that me? Is that me? I'm done, man. What was going to be directing Kill Bill Free? I've always admired your. You're like an encyclopedia of like film knowledge. We always talk. We I use an app. Me and Paul use this app called Letterboxd. Ah, you my pals use it, man. I've actually never probably gone to it. It's really good. Mate. I know. I felt it's great. I, it's I, great. I, it's yeah. free as well. I know. I know. My my pals will like lists on it and leave reviews and do the whole thing. Right, so the questions, I'll let you answer first, Paul. Oh, fuck, I've, really? I've put, <laughs> I've put um, favourite film, favourite director. Oh. Um, favourite movie. Mm. Oh, fuck, man. I think we should preface it with saying... Depends, Your favourite film changes every... Aye. Uh, anytime you're asked. It depends Aye. on this, what pops into your head first, what mood you're in. What popped into my head there was Godfather Part 2. Nah, that's a good one, 100%. But it's too obvious, man. My head's gone, that's too obvious. No, but that's the thing too, man. It's like, they're obvious for a reason. I'm sick of this. I'm sick of this thing. See, when it becomes like, cool to like, no like stuff. It's like, no, man. That shit's still amazing. <laughs> I mean, like, I will defend Scarface to the death. I love Scarface, <laughs> mate. It's, it's a masterpiece. Scarface. Brian De Palma is one of the best directors that's ever existed. It's one of the movies that's, I think it's dated. Yep, yep, a yep. bit. Oh, 100%. I, I look, man, it, man. There's, like, man, there's a... Uh, imagine he's used fans at Open Anthony and uh -huh. like, Jim Norton did a great bit on uh, it's a really hilarious part on it where it starts off we're doing a big drug deal 
and the camera starts off. It's a, the way Brian De Palma used zooms in that film was amazing. In Dog Days, it was my first time kind of proper using zooms and stuff, so it was really interesting. But there's a part in it where it starts off on a clock on the wall, a big massive clock, and the 12's missing. And then it zooms out and there's a big drug deal happening. How the fuck a mastermind drug dealer would they notice that yeah, that 12 looks like a camera lens. <laughs> What's happening here? Uh, and then they get the FBI come in and catch Tony and what is it he says? Uh, you'll be working on Antarctica when I'm done with your man. Something like that. Uh, but uh, yeah, it's just so funny. that That's why I think it's no dated. Right, right so favourite director? Well, my other, other favourite movie that popped in my head's Memento. I like that. Great, aye. Masterpiece. Um, Joe Batoliano, man. Ah, mate, I've yeah. seen that movie so many times because I think the first three times I watched it, I was like, "What the fuck is going That's on here?" I watched it too young, man, and then I was like, "This is a fucking mess." That mess. Aye. Aye. And then aye. you watch it. I watched it. I think I watched it for halfway one time. I was about eighteen, and I was aye. like, "I need to watch this full." I still know it's new like, stuff. Wow. Ah, that's what's great about it, and that's a really rewarding feeling when you every time you watch something, you get like something a new experience. Yeah. Uh, high fidelity's up there. Oh, I've seen high fidelity. fidelity. That's my favourite, man. Aye. I actually thought I was. I thought I. Um, Bad mouth anybody, but let's just say for hypothetically a company that you used to work for, uh, I thought I was making like the Scottish high fidelity for them, and it turned out I was making Mrs. Brown's boys, and I had no idea. <laughs> 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 uh, that project kind of got disowned and took out BBCI for but uh, I love high fidelity, man. High fidelity swingers, I, I love breakup movies, man. I think that's something that's never been done right in the UK. Uh, have you ever seen uh, Fever Pitch? The other that is a great movie, man. I single with Nick Hornby in it. Yeah, same, but I, 100%, Nick Hornby uh, wrote High Fidelity is an adaptation of Nick Hornby. That's right, that's right. There's a terrible, a terrible American remake of Fever Pitch with Jimmy Kimmel, is that right? No, Jimmy Fallon. Is there? Holy I think fuck. so, I. No, no. I think um, I can remember correctly. But director, I don't really know, man. See, that's the one thing I don't really like, you know what I mean? No, like pure, well, like, obviously, what's the guy that, is it Christopher Nolan? Did the, the Dark Knight the, trilogy? Memento. The T Day Memento, right? Chris, Christopher man, yeah. I love the because um, I'm a musician, so or I was a musician yeah, in a yeah. previous life, so I love the sound stuff. Yeah, man. Yep. You yep. know what I mean? And say like watching, we've seen the extra disc on or the documentary on Star Wars on Disney Plus where oh. they take out the soundtrack. Oh, I love that. That's and really it's like yes. weird because you're like, this looks so shite without the music, the and then music you put the music in, you're like, wow, it changes it like totally. That's really interesting. It's fascinating. Aye. That's fascinating how much. It's that we one thing can have a, such a massive effect on your experience. It's weird how you you were talking about Scarface. I'm actually not a fan of Scarface and see Memento. I found that so confusing. <laughs> I need to go back to that and watch it again, man. I found it so confusing. But Scarface, I'm like, what the fuck is this? I don't know why. I love both of them, man. I love the old Scarface with Paul Mooney, man. It's really fucking great. But it's got one of the best. There's a bit in the old Scarface that I watch nonstop. Because I'm convinced they either killed an extra or nearly killed an extra. And it's kind of, it's their equivalent of the, uh, was the Push It to the Limit montage and the remake. Uh, it's just like, kind of like St. Valentine's Day Massacre, they're killing all the, everybody's getting killed. And uh, a cost piece by a guy, and they're like, shooting Tommy gun at it. But the guy just kind of hits the, the ground, the pavement. And you know back then, <laughs> there's no special effects. That guy was moving one minute ago, and then he just hit the pavement, and the car was like so close to him. And I'm like, did he just get run out? Um, but it's, it's such a, anybody, you watch, if you watch the, the montage, you can just spot it. But I'm pretty sure like, they made a, and he watched Babylon, which just came out, which is all about just fucking the hedonism with the 1920s and 30s and actors being killed on set there. It might very well have happened. See, if you love Scarface, I read a book. 
Um, I'm just going to TJ something, the guy's name was. Um, and it was about the Cuban mafia. Oh, but it's yeah, like yeah, autobiographical, yeah. it's like real. Nice, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, man, um, yeah. And the last I heard, uh, Netflix were looking at it to pick it up to do a movie on it. Um, the Corporation, it's called. That sounds great. It's no, so, check it out, so man. That sounds amazing. Man. But it's about how the Cubans, so it's, it's about that, like yeah, Tony yeah. Montana, like the Cuban um, people, like going to Miami, getting put into concentration camps, yep, get, yep, just yep. getting let out and then running fucking riot. And yeah. why? Because the guy that started the Cuban mafia was the head of the police. That, that's, stuff, that's the stuff that fascinates me, man. I've so that, they're aye. total legit in Cuba and yeah. they come to America and because poverty, they go, yep. right, well, fuck you. And yeah. they just go into total like organized crime. And it's like that line between the two things. Oh, yeah, is it's very such a thin, thin line, man. Yeah, definitely, man. So that's like, the corporation it's called, man. It's what a read it is, man. Well, I love that because I'm obsessed with um, a very guilty pleasure, but it was me and my dad saying, man, uh, Miami Vice, the TV show. And uh, I fucking love it. Like, uh, like, I mean, there's some episodes I think are like totally high art. Mm. And have aged perfectly, and they're just as good as. I know a scene where they're in a car, oh, and they're idea, going to yeah. kill somebody. Ah, and it's, it's, it's beautiful. I ripped it off. There's actually a love letter to that in Dog Days, which you see in the. I fucking can't. I think it's maybe a spoiler for Dog Days, but um, it's my favorite scene in anything. Man, it's beautiful. They're going to kill a guy that killed one of the guy's brothers, and the other cops just been looking for him, and in, in there tonight, please. That's it, it, man. It's full driving, driving down the highway, and it was the first time TV had ever been shot like film. So it was like really high budget, like the cameras on the wheel, this, is, this beautiful neon. And it's just this beautiful moment where Don Johnson's character, Sonny Crockett, my hero, uh, stops at a pier and calls his ex-wife. And he's like, he knows he might die because he's going he's gonna to war with a bunch of... Uh, I, think he, I think it was Calderon Cuban, I imagine he was Cuban. Probably. Yeah, man, like probably, Miami, probably, you know yeah, probably, yeah, probably a Cuban gangster. But um, he's going to kill Calderon and he just calls up his ex-wife and he goes, Caroline. Back when we were together, not like now. Was it real? And she just goes, "You should better, boss." And then just hangs up. And then the music <laughs> kicks back as and then he's driving the highway. And the one's loading up a shotgun. There's a little sawed-off shotgun. It's fucking stunning, man. Yeah, man. Yeah. And Miami Vice said like the whole five seasons. Like I'll be honest, you get to like season five as their crazy episodes where Chris Rock, the twelve years old, shows up and James Brown's shown up and he with aliens and shit. Maybe. Does it go a bit off the deep end and jump the shark? Maybe, but it always brings it back a wee bit, man, and like, yeah. saves itself. Uh, but that's last big one. Me, it was me, and my dad's thing, man. I fucking, I'm obsessed with absolutely. What was your dad like with films? Was he? Oh, was that his man? Knowledge? Nah, he was saying films really good. Yeah, amazing. Like he was like that's where I get it from, man. Nah, and, like his one, his like I grew up listening to stories for years. Maybe six year old. Uh, this guy who lived in a boat with a pet alligator called Elvis. And that was Sonny and Miami Vice. So I was obsessed with finding Miami Vice. And it wasn't on the telly here until I turned about 12 and then Men and Motors put it on. Uh, and that was my first time I see it. I buy Men and Motors. I watched it for other reasons as well. But uh, I passed midnight. But uh, I Miami Vice with no Men and Motors. And that was my first time seeing it, man. And I remember just, like, it was for years I was just dying to see it. Like I'd seen Heat. I'd, like I was already watching, like uh, I'd seen Manhunter. Which might be my favourite film. I yeah. might end up seeing that. Yeah. Uh, and he's from Michael Mann things, but Michael Mann did my advice and did them. Um, so I was just obsessed with finding it and just I remember that buzz of finding it. And I think that's something that's lost for this generation. They don't need to search for stuff. Yeah. When we were young, man, it was like if you didn't see a film, you'd have to wait another year for that to come on the telly. Yeah. So Aye, man, I seen a, I seen a, a trailer for Robocop oh, when I was like, whatever, fucking four. Yep. And it was like eight years. 
before I got to fucking see oh, that that's movie. annoying. I know, that's horrible, yeah. But like you're saying, that instant, that delayed gratification, see when you finally see it, you pure enjoy oh, it. Oh, 100%. It almost makes it like even more worthwhile a fucking experience, man. It's I a dopamine hit. It is, because it's it. like something you've been... Like, I've noticed that with Spotify because I love old black and white films for the 30s and stuff, so I'll search the soundtracks. Interesting. So easy to find. And I'm like, oh... I mean, it's still good. It. I just got it. It's still good. I know, it's good. I know, I know. Amazon Prime's great for that. See if we're like looking for... Fuck Amazon, I don't know. I don't know. I don't probably shouldn't be supporting them, probably. But I don't know. Was it Weatherspoon's on oh. Amazon? Everybody hates, but I like, I use, I like use Amazon. Weatherspoon. Spoon? Why did that sound like I aye. came for you wick there? Going <laughs> <laughs> down to the Weatherspoon. <laughs> but um, Amazon Prime's great for finding new films that you used to like get the video shop. Like wee ones that nobody puts online, like just cool wee films like I mean like Don yeah. Johnson, Rebecca De Mornay, erotic thrillers. Party <laughs> slumber massacre. Ah, what up, man? Yep, uh, classics, man. Good yeah. things just to stick on and have fun. Who's gonna answer the question next? We went off on a, a tangent. James. Now. I'm curious to hear your answer, man. I don't think so, man. It's weird. It's hard not to say manhunt on there because it's been a very important film in my life, man. And uh and what you said about music and like the guy did my advice, Michael Mann, did Manhunt on Made Heat. Did Collateral, um, well, did Last of the Mohicans, like, every film he did, like, so they're all masterpieces. A lot of people don't like some of his latest stuff, but I still think they're all great movies. Um, he's just got such a way of creating a real ambient soundscape. Like, it's beautiful. We started with Miami Vice, he got Ian Hammer to do the music, and it's this beautiful. In fact, it started before Miami Vice, and he did a horror film called The Keep, which is really badly received but he got tangerine dream to do the score and it's fucking stunning wow. it's a stunning score and uh i see he can inject this love for like synthy music can't you mean and uh but manhunter like i think because of the music and because of the, just the, the way it looks and everything make man shoots is beautiful it's almost like gel so it looks dead blue and just this really everything all the colors pop like and if you watch them remastered it looks like it was made yesterday like always every always work um but Manhunter to me is like it's almost like equivalent to a valley on me. You know what I mean? Like it just relaxes me. Like it just is such a soothing experience. Like Manhunter. Yep. Yeah. So it's the first Hannibal Lecter, maybe for people yeah. don't know. And uh, it's actually a Scottish Hannibal Lecter. Before Sansa Lambs, it's uh, Brian Brian Cox, and I think it's a absolute masterpiece. Um, Alright, so I grew up that. So weirdly, man, I saw that from a really young age before I could kind of understand it. There's no spoilers for anybody seen it, but. Um, it was kind of above my brainwaves at that point because it's about two detectives trying to solve a murder, trying to find this murderer. But there's something about just the, the, the vibe of it just drew me in. It, like, even eight year old, I was obsessed with it. And then at the very end, the serial killer grabs a shotgun and just shoots a bunch of cops to and I gather the Vida by Iron Butterfly. And I was like, this is the best fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> and uh, yeah. became obsessed with it. And there's one of my dad's favorite films as well, so I think that's played a part in it. I'm going to watch Manhunter again. It's yeah, man. It's been a couple way, of I've, years. I've had some arguments recently. Some people don't like it, uh, but it's not for everybody, but so I won't be offended if you're not. What was that movie you recommended to me that traumatised me? Mandy. Oh, Mandy's crazy. Nicholas yeah. Cage. Yeah, man. I love it. Aye. Aye, but I, I'm, I'm in a rush to watch it again, weirdly. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I was, it's, it's always too intense. I did. I, go, I must admit, man, by the end when I go to him, like, I, that guy's be calling this street, you know that the, the bad guy? Is he? Aye, <laughs> he's a British actor. Wow. He's no British actor, man. Aye, so he's done well. But uh I the chainsaw fights, no, the music and that's great though. Aye, that's got a fucking great sound. Intense is the right Intense. The breakdown scene in the toilet, stunning. Like Michael Nicholas Cage is a, a fucking master, man. Like I love Nicholas Cage. But um 
The director did a great job. I'm sure to see the next movie in Diary. I think he's cool. I mean, who's the director again? Can't fucking remember his name. It's man. a really cool guy. Yeah, a cool dude, his dad did uh, That's right. Uh, uh, the guy that does Rocky Stallone. Yeah. His remember he did Pipe. Oh fuck! I can't even remember. I know what you're talking. I've read this to everybody. Panos. Aye. That's his name. Name I. 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 I can't remember. I've, I've lost him. Stallone did a film a couple of years ago, and his dad directed it. Yeah. No. Cobra. Yeah, co yeah. Fucking hell, Cobra's Cobra. great. Cobra is great, Cobra's man. amazing. Cobra's got my favourite bit in it where, uh, I don't know, so that's thing his dad directed that. Panos, his dad, I. I didn't actually know that, man. Yeah. I didn't actually know that. Cobra's got one of my favourite sequences in it where the hungover, Sylvester Sloan, Sylvester Sloan goes home, takes his last piece of leftover pizza, cuts it with scissors, <laughs> puts it in a blender with an egg, mixes it up and drinks it like a hangover cure. And I'm just like, I just imagine the rest of the I got this idea for the character, you know? And it's just like coming up with this match. That was a weird time for Sylvester Stallone, running yeah. about that, like, Tango and Cash. Yeah, man, yeah. Cobra. Tango um, and Cash hasn't aged well, man. Stop or my mum will shoot. Yeah, I, I know, I know. There's a really funny story about that. I, don't know I enjoyed that film. Do you know that uh, apparently Sylvester Stallone kept, like, had a, such a feud with Arnold Schwarzenegger, he wanted to look any role he was getting. And Arnold Schwarzenegger asked his agent to spread around that he was going to act in this terrible script called Don't Stop on My Mumble Shit. Yes. Just so that Stallone would do it, and he did. Aye, that's how this many of them. I actually enjoyed that film. That is I, a true story. Kid, I thought it was one of his videos as yeah. well. I just love growing up, man. I, I actually yeah. didn't mind that. So what about you, Dom? Who's What's your favourite movie, favourite director? So I agree with what James says. I don't think there's a specific film, but I'm thinking about the first time that I watched a film and it altered my brain chemistry, as in I love movies and I started to become obsessed. Mm -hmm. So I would say off the top of my head, I would say Angels with Dirty Faces. God, amazing, yeah. It's got a poster in my room. Yep. Yeah, man. James Cagney. Yes, yeah, uh, I, I really relate. Like if I could put, if I was to be an actor, it's probably the only, it's only wee bit, it's only bit part for me. The Cagney, Pesci, can I, I could do the glazing yeah. like that, so I've got. Nothing else. I kind of remember watching it with my granddad and I was thinking this old shite black and white film and I'm not going to ruin it but the twist and the, the message awesome in the movie message. Yeah, stunning, is man. so eternal. It's like timeless. Yeah, like you could get it. By the way, and that's one of the things I loved about Scarface was the way Oliver Stone amazingly took that 1930s film about the St. Valentine's Day Massacre and updated it to about the Cuban... No refugee crisis. It was yeah. a masterful, and that you could do the same thing with Angels with Dark Faces really well. Mm -hmm. So that was the first one, and then I mm. remember one called Boys Town. You ever seen that? What's that? It's a Mickey Rooney film. Oh yeah, I know the movie. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. And Spencer Tracy was a priest. Aye, that's right. That's right. And that was another one. I need to revisit that. Is that good? Uh, cool, yeah. Oh, it'll rock you to the core, mate. Aye, so it's cool. That's cool. So for people listening to the podcast, um, check out Boys Town, Angels with Dirty Faces. Yeah. But recently you're talking about Michael Mann. Yeah, man. See, you know how you're saying your brainwaves are not quite there yet to appreciate yeah, 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 that yeah, movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember watching Heat when I was a wee guy mm -hmm. and I just was like, what the fuck is this? I've watched it twice in the last year and both times I cried, actually. Oh, man, that's literally... Aye. It literally is, like, see when Moby kicks in. Once again, Michael Mann just wastes fucking soundtrack. I actually used a song from Heat. I won't say which one, but it's going to be in the, 
the BBC iPlayer version because we can't use it in the one hour version because it's getting the pretzels and can't afford it. But is it the, the one that? No, it's the other one. But it's, I didn't use the mobile version. I used the dancing toy. across. Yeah, the yeah. God moving across the, the waters. Yeah, yeah, man. Oh, stunning! I told you I wasn't going back. Yeah. Oh, it's so beautiful, oh, man. He's a great movie. It's man. the mutual wow. respect thing. Michael Mann, like Michael Mann, David Simon are two masters of that. I'm talking about the thin line thing. Like, like those guys kind of need to respect each other. And like, that's the only way it works. The criminal and the cop. And I mean, like, it's a beautiful... Ah, it's a really weird thing. Beautiful, beautiful in that film as well, Oh, it's, it's such a broken soul, man. It's this institutionalised man. Oh, probably, man, I probably would have said this. Ripped off a bunch of it in dog days. <laughs> ripped off Michael Mann has ripped off his whole filmography in dog days. Uh, Thief was a movie he did before Manhunter, and basically the character is definitely like a precursor to De Niro and Heat. And I actually think there's a reference. I don't know. I could be making this up, but I feel like John Voight's character and he makes a reference to the character James Can played in Thief, and it's it's a stunning film. You should check it if you've never watched that. Do you know, I tried to get it and it was not available on Amazon. I'm two seconds away for you, man. I got you, bro. I've got it on DVD and Blu-ray. I got you, man. Thank you I'm very much, up, mate. Yeah. Right, so we've just done over an hour, right, and we did what I did, Patreon. So I want to wrap, we'll wrap up on a question I've got. For Bafies, what was your sick day movies when you were a wee guy? What was, like, I had, like, 20 videos in right. VHS underneath the TV in the TV cabinet. We used the same. Ah, hundred percent. James can go first. With what, that. what was the ones? Because I've got like two that were like every time I was sick, I'll just take the piss and coming off school. I'd sit and watch them. Because I've got a fucking, I've got a few chronic illnesses that I just need to put away forever. But um, so I'm sick quite a lot. But uh, I remember my team to before my dad died. My side my dad till he died. But uh, that Stripes was one of them. Bill Murray movies, right, man. man. Ghostbusters Probably. one and two. Stripes was a really important one. Like something, but I just had to relax me. My dad would always put on Blade Runner, too, which is the same kind of just the, that relaxing vibe. Like when you're sick, like Vangelis soundtrack, just totally fucking relaxing. And uh, so they had Stripes, Blade Runner. I had, I had Stripes and Groundhog Day on one of the back to back VHSs. Used to get guys there, so two of them were kind of in the same experience for me. Amazing. Uh, so Bill Murray was a big part of it. Amazing. What yeah. about you? You can go first. Uh, mine's were Con Air. Oh, I fucking love it, man. Con Air on VHS, uh, Castaway. Nice. You were saying about Castaway. Aye, that looked like... I jump in, like, that's <laughs> one of my sick day movies. <laughs> and um, I had a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like, compilation video. That's when I was really young. I'd sit and watch that. It was called The Secret of the Ooze. I remember it was, that. It was a cartoon. cartoon. I remember that. I had yeah. that, that too. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. So they were mine. Castaway is a film that I have seen maybe a hundred times. Really? Yep. That's an, that's an interesting one. Oddly obsessed with it. Interesting. I find it very peaceful for some reason. How long do you think it would last? I think it's because I, I kind of, I'm jealous of them. You want that? Yeah. You want the solitude? I think I would last a while. I've got a couple of stones weight on me. Uh, I'm, a fan, a day. I'm a fan of the fasting. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd do alright. I don't, man. I think I'd crumble. I know, I'd be done, man. With Jaws, we could call them all alone, man. I'd be done the deal. I'd be like, I'd be checking Deliveroo. Oh, oh, how'd you get a McDonald's delivered to this desert <laughs> island? <laughs> like, mm, you don't. <laughs> it's like when I was working in Dundee. I like that with a fire stick on the beach. Like, you've only been there for three years. <laughs> Genuinely. <laughs> and you're in salt coats. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> my sick day films are <laughs> planes, trains, automobiles. Yes, no, oh, I love it, man. Yeah, that's a 
fucking like like you said, talking about like the mess. Just stands the test of time, man. Like, yes. You're talking about Bill Murray. Yeah, man. I would say, what about Bob? Oh, I loved it, man. Loved it so much. One of my favourites as well. Beautiful, man. Amazing, isn't it? Aye. And honestly, Blade Runner as well, mate. I find it very peaceful. I love yeah, the colours. so relaxing. But I must admit, like, weirdly, I do find it a really depressing film, too. I almost need to listen to it and not watch it. Yeah. Because it's a really sad fucking noirish hellscape, that guy's in. Yeah. It's like, I'm a robot, I'm a no. But there's films like when you're changing the channels, like obviously Castaway, but then yeah, I'm kind of like Forrest Gump and all that. I love all that shit. I see, man. I've Cornell, 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 Cornell's own. I'm not changing the channel. Ah, you stick it on. Aye, that's finishing, yeah. aye. Aye. Bye, that's it, mate. Although I must admit, I listened to another podcast. You have the Come Town guys talk about Cornell and just talk about how, like, uh, John Malkovich is maybe like the mastermind criminal and he's kind of like, you know, they talk like a fespian the whole time. It's like, <laughs> it's like the last thing that Casey Paul would smell is my stinking breath. <laughs> the whole film is doing a big like, pantomime performance, and it's like, Aye. it's uh, it's pretty comical. He's maybe just hard, like you know, mass murdered on. He's talking like a Dave Chappelle's in it. Aye, Dave Chappelle's great. I get set on fire quite quick. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he dies pretty quick, does he? No. Um, talking about pantomime performances, have you ever seen Masters of the Universe? Oh, I was one of my favourites growing up with Frank Langella and that. So Frank Langella's aye, performance is right, Skeletor, man, I loved mate. that, man. That was, that was, a, that was like one of my first videos, right? His <laughs> performance is Skeletor's, like, honestly, I mean, that movie is a fucking heap I can't even shame, remember man, like, that well, man. Does the mask move on him? Does the, does the jaw move when he talks? I don't know. <laughs> I can't I don't remember. Know. Well, the makeup's horrific. Aye, the Skeletor, aye. everything about that movie is fucking terrible. Yeah, man. Apart from his Shakespearean villain performance aye, that's, that's something I can say with film, it's so true. Yeah. <laughs> But aye, there's like so. I mean, Dolph Lundgren's performance and that's got to be one of the worst that's ever. Like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, both Dolph. It's so bad. I think he went from being a model to being He Man, and that like, was I just two seconds flat. Twenty four hours because of Grace Jones got in the part or something. That's right. That was aye, that's right. Aye, that's right. Aye, man. That's yeah. I watched that recently for a. And there's another podcast comes in here that talks about movies called Bad Movies with Great Comedians. And oh, man. So they check it out. They they've like three four episodes in. They've done Masters of the Universe. Star Wars Holiday Special. Nice, nice, nice. Which nice. is particularly horrific. I, I, I only made the whole way through it, man, try to watch it. I'm not a massive Star Wars guy, so like I found it really hard to watch. Oh, man. <laughs> so bad. But um, they were watching, they were like, you need to watch it. And I went back. I watched it as a wee guy. I've got nostalgia for it. Aye. So I went to the Canon Cinema on Jamaica Street with my dad and went to see Masters of the Universe. Amazing. So I was like, I can't wait to watch this. It's been Aye. so long. I don't need Off, man. And my, <laughs> my missus was born in the 90s. I was born in the 80s. And she was just like, What the fuck is this piece of shit, man? And I'm just like, Can I argue with that? Like, I really can't argue with it. But like I said, man, if you go and revisit it, his performance is. Nah, it's stunning. It's, nah, I, yeah, he's I, actually I, a great actor, man. I, there's a weird movie. Was, I sort of remember for him from my running his over. But uh, I grew up in a film he was in with Edward Furlong just before he got fat and became a serious drug addict. Uh, <laughs> I loved Edward Furlong, man. But. Uh, who Terminator 2, uh, Brain Scan, and it was Edward Furlong and Frank Langella was a cop. And I'm going to take a note of that. It's actually a great little horror movie, and it's set like before video games came out, so it's like, uh, it's not aged perfectly, but it's a fascinating movie about a possessed video game that makes people kill people. Brain Scan? Yeah, man. I'm going to watch that tonight. It's that so is my good. cup of tea. Yeah, I love it, man. Just so you know, we, we'll get direct feedback for Patreon subscribers about these movies. Oh, cool. That's cool. Yes. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> right. So, James, we need to wrap up, mate. Yeah. Are you all right with that? Aye, of course. 
But before we go, I just want to give a shout out to James. He's got a film called Dog Days. It's going to be at the Glasgow Film Theatre on March the 5th at half three. You can pay what you want um, online for a ticket. So pay him a turn and pay a good fee, man. No, I'm, I'm, I don't like, give him a quid. This is not what you pay. Just come. <laughs> just please come. Well, because the film's about poverty, man. And it's like, it's about the people with rough backgrounds. So. You know, I want I want a kind of diverse crowd for the Glasgow Film Theatre because it's something it doesn't often get, you know. Fair enough. Me, if that's the case, I'm paying 20 pence. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> me and Paul will be there. Love it. And we'll be supporting you, Thank mate. Thank you so much. If you've ever got any trailers or clips, that means world, yeah. send them to definitely me world, and Paul world, yeah, and yeah. we will promote your stuff. Thank you so much, man. Thank you so much, guys. And I want to work with you, I can't. No, I know what's happening, man. Yeah, man. Just, yeah, bear with me. Yeah. I want to be your De Niro. Yeah, man. I can make it happen. We can do it. We can take over the world, bro. I'm, I'm yeah. telling you, the steps, I might, like, like if, I, if I just don't get up, I'm pretty sure something's going to happen. Right. I mean, De Niro, as in I've been hit with a shovel and I can't talk right, but, you know, <laughs> I'm still kind of De Niro. A dyslexic De Niro. <laughs> <laughs> you need to put an earpiece on and feed me my lines. That type of De Niro. That's Brando, yeah, man. He did, he did well. Exactly, yeah, mate. I'm fucking Brando, Brando towards the end of his life. Yeah, so I'm, I'm expecting to go extra fat and mental pretty soon. <laughs> <laughs> away, Paul, is there anything you'd like to add before no, we wrap up? Thank you, James, for no, coming No, thank on, you for having me, guys. Yeah, what sorry, man. I, I feel like I kept jumping in when you were chatting, but no, I really appreciate no. you having me. No, Tom, mate. Thank you so much, guys. I love you with all my heart and my soul. That means the world, mate. Thank you so much. See you next week, everybody. Ladies, I'll have my teeth back soon, so bear with me. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.